Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. And if you want to hear more than just this highlight from the show, become a Coast Insider and you can listen to the complete program, plus recent episodes about out-of-body experiences, the scientific search for extraterrestrial life, and biblical prophecies, which may have foretold our current state of global turmoil. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to catch up on what you may have missed from coast to coast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. We've got a great program for you tonight. Steve Gorham is an informative, engaging speaker delivering compelling, provocative programs to businesses, universities, diverse organizations. He's an independent scholar, researcher, futurist in the fields of energy and environmental policy, as well as a former engineer and business executive with 30-plus years of experience at Fortune 100 and private companies. He's the executive director of the Climate Science Coalition of America, which is an independent, non-political association of scientists and concerned citizens focusing on informing all of us about the realities of climate science and energy economics. His book, Outside the Green Box, is in my hand right now. Steve, welcome to the program. Good to have you with us. Very good night to you, George, and great to join you. I was just mentioning Climate Week, which just wrapped up in New York. What what do they do, anyway? Well, they they had a lot of people there, a lot of dignitaries. Their, their goals from the website were that they were wanted to uh, raise ambition, reduce climate change, and accelerate climate action. Uh, some big notables, Tony Blair, former uh, Prime Minister of England, spoke, Ban Ki-moon from the United Nations, um, actor Hugh Jackman. Uh-huh. Uh, the Wolverine. The Wolfman. Yeah. The Wolverine spoke, and... Uh, so quite a, quite a big group. Also, a, a big public relations deal. They claim uh, 535 million people were reached and 300 news articles written. So uh, uh, kind of an interesting thing, but uh, I would, uh, and, and a lot of the folks there, I think, believe that if they change light bulbs, they can save polar bears. Mm-hmm. If we all drive electric cars, we can stop the oceans from rising. And if we build wind turbine towers, we can make the storms less frequent and less severe. And, George, we live in a, in a modern age of superstition. Uh, there's really no empirical evidence to support those sorts of beliefs. So they are definitely man-made global warming proponents, aren't they? They are. Well, I've never been a fan of that. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I, th- I think, one, Steve, and I think you agree, we're polluting the planet. There's no question about that, and we need to fix that. There's real pollution we need to fix. That's correct. But I don't think the pollution is causing what they say man-made uh, climate change. I think we're in solar cycles. Uh, I think this this planet uh, has been warmer during the dinosaur days, uh, and we didn't have cars and all the uh, carbons in the atmosphere and anything like that. There are at least four periods of the last 10,000 years when it was warmer. Matter of fact, uh, it was about 2 to 3 degrees Celsius warmer, according to a geologist, 8,000 years ago, and we've been gently cooling since then, although the temperatures go up and they go down. And, uh, you know, the other thing about pollution, as you say, we were, uh, many people are conflating what I'll call real air pollution that can harm people or harm the environment, things like carbon monoxide, nitrous oxide, sulfur dioxide, mm-hmm. mercury, particulates, with carbon dioxide, which is a odorless, harmless, invisible gas. And when I speak to groups, I like to say to them, what do cannabis growers know 
that uh, climate scientists apparently don't know. Why do you believe that there are so many proponents for man-made climate change? Well, it's a bit of a long story. Back in 1988, Dr. James Hansen of NASA came and testified uh, before Congress, and it was on a very hot summer day, and he said he was 99% sure that the Earth was warming and humans were causing it. He was a computer modeler. And uh, within a year and a half, the, the United Nations formed the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. And just three years later, we had 41 nations and the European uh, community sign a treaty saying they would reduce greenhouse gases. So in my opinion, the, the first thing is that uh, the world kind of jumped to a conclusion quickly on this. But, uh, you know, for the last uh, 30 years or so, the computer models have been predicting very fast warming, and we haven't seen it. Uh, temperatures have warmed just a little. Storms aren't stronger. The polar bears are doing fine. And then the second factor, though, is I think uh, much of this is being driven forward by momentum, by money. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, wind and solar and biofuel industries. We have deans of sustainability at uh, universities, vice presidents of sustainability corporations. And there are over, there's over $250 billion a year spent every year on renewables to try and stop the planet from warming. So the first is the world jumped to a conclusion. Second is there's, there's just a huge amount of uh, money momentum behind all of this. It's amazing what's been going on. And lately, the last couple of days, they've been talking about fears of one or two degrees affecting everything. What's going on with that? Well, you know, that is really remarkable, too. I, uh, Jay Inslee, uh, governor of Washington State, just uh, posted an article in CNN, quote, how to show Trump you care about climate change. And he's made statements saying that the forests are a lot warmer, and that's why we're, we're seeing these forest fires. Well, we've had one degree of warming in the last 130 years. One degree. One degree. That's it. And I think it came from the sun. Well, I think Obvious. so, too, but that comes straight from the Climate Research Unit at East Anglia in England, the, the number one authority on this, one degree. So so in the last decade, maybe we've had a tenth of a degree in, in Washington forests, and to say that all these forest fires are caused by a tenth of a degree change, I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. So people need to get a little perspective. There's probably other bigger factors at work, um, the way we take care of our forests, uh, uh, for example. Are you concerned, Steve, that... We're headed down the wrong direction here with climate change? Oh, absolutely. This is a tremendous misallocation of resources. As you say, there are, there are major pollution issues to be solved. Today, 80% of the world's wastewater is discharged untreated into lakes, rivers, and streams, the ocean. If you remember a few years ago in Brazil, the swimmers didn't want to swim in, in the water. Um, and they're just building their first water treatment plants down in Brazil. So that's a real problem we need to solve. We have 2 billion people trying to live on 2 U.S. dollars a day. 1.2 billion don't have uh, electricity. We have 2.5 billion without proper sanitation. Millions die from disease. Yet we're spending all this money to try and keep the planet from warming. And the bottom line is the planet is dominated by natural factors, as you say, oceans, weather, driven by the sun, it's unlikely that we're going to be able to make a measurable difference with all the things they're doing in California and everywhere else on global temperatures. There's no question that the, you know, the, the, the groups that are pro or con 
what's happening with climate change, keep butting heads. But I'm beginning to see at least more scientists beginning to feel the way you do, that we're dealing with a different kind of climate change. Well, if you again, if you look at at any of the well, any of the uh, the predictions about climate change, and you see a lot of articles. You saw articles written about uh, um, what was it, Hurricane Florence, mm-hmm. and last year we had a couple major hurricanes. Uh, we had Harvey hit uh, Texas. Uh, we had another one hit. I think it was Irma hit Florida. But if you look back at history, this has happened before. We've had. Uh, 12 years since 1900, when two or more major hurricanes have made landfall in the United States. These are, this is really nothing new. Uh, 170 hurricanes made landfall during the 20th century. Uh, there, and, and if you look at the actual evidence, you don't see that s- storms are either getting more frequent or stronger. Uh, the U.S. government also has data on uh, droughts and floods. If you look for the lower 48 states over the last 100 years, there's no indication we're seeing more floods or more droughts. We had more droughts in the 1930s. We have three times the polar bears that we had uh, 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 in 1960. So the the dire consequences are just not occurring as people are predicting, and people still write these articles, but they never show data comparing the past to the present. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.